Hey, what's up, world? Happy, happy Monday. Happy, happy Monday. Shall I say happy motivational Monday? Yes. So for starters, if you can't tell, my voice is off just a bit. I'm literally just getting over a cold. I feel like my voice has just not fully recharge so if i do sound a bit off that's why uh but i just wanted to get on here and just vibe with everybody for a few moments uh only because it's been some time since i did put out a full-blown segment so for starters my laptop crashed a few weeks back uh, so i pretty much lost any and everything that i did have no i didn't have nothing backed up i wasn't even signed into my one drive and if you know about computers then you know exactly what I'm talking about. So yeah, I've been definitely going through it. And then I just found out that I have a bee or wasp problem inside of my house, you know, but at the end of the day, I feel like these are small things to a giant. And I have to always keep in mind to always be my own motivation. So I have to motivate myself to get back on track so that we can get back into the groove of things. I have some really good new content I wanted to share with you all. Uh, for my listeners that are here, to be motivated i actually wanted to come at the motivational content in a totally different way so be sure to tune in and then also for my uh, listeners that are here to expand your vocabulary i also have a different way that i wanted to come at that as well but i wanted to get on here and vibe with you all let you all know exactly what was going on i'm going to uh work on getting this new content out to you all as soon as possible but please just do be patient with me i know you have been thus far uh but just know that i'm not procrastinating i'm not bsing i'm really going through some things but i'm just really trying to hurry up and get this content out to you all as fast and as quickly as possible uh but in the meantime always keep in mind to always be your own motivation no matter what you know you best right yes but have an awesome week everybody and i will be back on here to vibe with you all in a few days uh just be sure to stay tuned and keep a lookout for as soon as i do drop my new content if you have not yet be sure to follow me on social media at always be your own motivation so you will know as soon as my new content does drop but have an awesome week everybody and i will talk with you all later Hey, what's up, world? Thank you for tuning in to always be your own motivation while expanding your vocabulary on a daily basis. Here, we do learn new words, so be sure to be prepared with either your pen and your notepad handy or your mental word bank will do just fine. But let's get right into it and let's learn some new words. All right, all right. So our new word we are going to learn today is plage. Plage, this word is a noun. This word is French and it originated in the 19th century. So what's the first thing that comes to mind when you heard this word plage? For me, I have to say, I initially thought of a flag, probably because the L-A-G, and then I thought of the word plague. But let's go ahead and hear the definition. So, plage is a beach by the sea, especially at a fashionable resort. Wow, who would have thought? Let's hear a bit of history to get an even better understanding. So, plage comes into English directly from the French word plage, meaning shore. The French plage is rooted into the Italian's piaggia based on the Latin plaja, meaning shore or coast. 
The English word plage is drawn from the same word in French, but those more familiar with Spanish, particularly those who have taken beach holidays to Spanish speaking countries will recognize the similarity with the Spanish term playa, also meaning beach. The two words are based on the same Latin root and like plage, playa is sometimes used in English as a fancy way of describing a beach. However, in English, playa has an additional geographical meaning describing a flat area in a desert basin. By contrast, plage specifically describes seaside beaches at resort locations. Yes, yes, yes. So once again, we got to learn the definition of another word. But let's go ahead and hear two examples of plage in a sentence. As soon as we unpacked our bags, we took a stroll on the resort's wide, sandy plage. My best childhood memories are at the plage at the resort my family went to every summer in Acapulco. Wow, awesome, awesome, awesome examples. Once again, they really give you the true definition of the word plage that means a beach by the sea. So let's go ahead and take our quick break and let's create our own sentences using this word plage. All right, all right, what did you come up with? You can always share your examples, and if not, just be sure to follow along. So my example of using plage in a sentence would have to be that I have not yet been to a plage, but I know I will very soon. Yes, 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 there we go. Because I haven't yet been to a beach, but I know that is one of the things that I will make sure I get done very soon. So if you have not, be sure to create your own sentence using this word plage, and also be sure to add this word to your word bank and be sure to spread a little knowledge to let the next know about the new word you learned today. All right, so our word for today is errant. Errant, this word is an adjective. This word is also French and it originated in the 15th century. So errant actually has two definitions. The first definition is erring or straying from the proper course or standards. And the second definition is traveling in search of adventure. Wow, who would have thought when I first seen this word, I initially thought of errand, you know, like you have running around to do. But let's go ahead and hear a bit of history about this word to get a better understanding. So errant came into English through the French errant, based originally in the Latin errare, meaning to stray. In its earliest meaning, errant as in a knight errant, refer to a state of being an itinerant traveler, often in search of adventure. In modern use, the term refers to a stray state in which a thing or person moves or behaves unpredictably and not according to an accepted course. Wow, who would have thought that would have been the history of this word? But let's go ahead and hear two examples of Aaron in a sentence. An errant seagull ended up in my bathroom when I left the window open. My brother believes any errant french fries that fall off my plate 
or free for him to eat. Wow, two really great examples using this word. So let's go ahead and take our quick break and let's create our own sentences using this word, errant. All right, all right. What did you come up with? You can always share your examples, and if not, you can just feel free to follow along. So, my example using Aaron in a sentence would have to be that your life could be an errant if you want it to be. Yes, because I'll use it. Um, as far as the second definition, which is traveling in search of adventure. So your life can be an adventure if you truly let it. Yes, there we go. I hope you did create your own sentence using this word errant. Be sure to add this word to your word bank. And as always, try to spread a little knowledge and let the next know about the new word you learned today. All right, all right. So our word we are going to learn today is coruscate. Coruscate, this word is a verb. This word is also Latin and it originated in the 18th century. So what comes to mind when you hear this word coruscate? Coruscate, this word is a bit different for me, but when I first see it, for some reason, I just think of water or fish or the bottom of the sea. I don't know. That's what comes to mind for me. But let's go ahead and hear the definition. So coruscate means of light, a flash or sparkle. So coruscate is a flash or a sparkle. Wow. Let's go ahead and hear a bit of history so we can get an even better understanding of this word. So coruscate is based on the Latin coruscare, which means to glitter. Coruscate, generally a positive action associated with bright sparkles, is frequently confused with the similar sounding verb excoriate, which has the very different meaning to damage or remove part of the surface of the skin or to censure or criticize severely. Though coruscate and excoriate sound similar, they have different Latin roots. Excoriate is built on the Latin word excoriate, meaning skinned, while coruscate refers back to the Latin word coruscare and invokes sparking and gleaming lights. Wow, once again, we got to learn the definition of another word, which was excoriate, but do not get it confused with coruscate. All right, let's go ahead and hear two examples of this word, coruscate, in a sentence. The sun coruscated across the many glimmering surfaces of the crashing waves. Mark had lit candles before we arrived and we could see them coruscating in the window from the street. Yes, two really great examples that really give you the true definition of this word. So let's go ahead and take a quick break and let's create our own sentences using this word, coruscate. All right, all right. What did you come up with? As always, you can share your examples with me. And if not, you can just go ahead and 
follow along. The sentence that I created using this word coruscate would have to be that I coruscate like a diamond. Hey, that was short and snappy, but yes, I flash or sparkle or shine bright like a diamond. You know the song by Rihanna, but be sure to add this word coruscate to your word bank. And as always, try to spread a little knowledge and let the next know about the new word you learned today. So our word we are going to learn today is efficacy. Efficacy, this word is a noun. This word is also Latin and it originated in the 16th century. So what comes to mind when you first hear this word efficacy? For me, I would have to say it's something pretty productive. It's definitely a word that gives me productive fabs, but let's go ahead and hear the definition. So efficacy is the ability to produce a desired or intended result. Wow, who would have thought? Let's hear a bit of history to get an even better understanding of this word. So efficacy is based on the Latin word efficacia, meaning potential to accomplish. Efficacy is easily confused with efficiency, but the meanings of the two words come from different Latin roots. Efficacy, like effectiveness, describes a capacity for achievement. It's roughly a direct translation of a Latin root, efficacia. On the other hand, efficiency means the ability to maximize productivity while minimizing effort or expense. It is based on the Latin word efficientia, meaning efficient power. Wow, who would have thought? And then once again, we got to learn another word and its definition. But let's go ahead and hear two examples of efficacy in a sentence. For the greatest efficacy, take this medication before meals. John proved the efficacy of his intense study regime with the high marks he received. Yes, once again, two really good examples that really break down the definition of this word because we know that it is the ability to produce a desired or intended result. All right, let's go ahead and take our quick break and let's create our own sentences using this word, efficacy. All right, all right, what did you come up with? You can always share your examples with me if you like, and if not, just be sure to follow right along. So my example using efficacy in a sentence would have to be that you have to have a certain amount of efficacy in order to truly reach your goals. Yes, there we go, because you have to have a certain amount of a desire to truly reach your goals. Because if you have a desire for something, what's that mean? That you're going to work even harder to get there. So you have to have a certain desire to do something in order to get that result that you want, which is what? Your goal. Yeah. So be sure to add this word efficacy to your word bank. And as always, try to spread a little knowledge and let the next know about the new word you learned today. So our new word we are going to learn today is quidnunc. Quidnunc, this word is a noun. 
This word is also Latin and it originated in the 18th century. Now, before we hear the definition of quidnunc, what could you think that this word possibly means? Like what comes to mind when you first hear this word? So for me, I thought of, I don't know why, but I thought of some type of animal. Just maybe because of the quid part, but let's go ahead and hear the definition. So quidnunc is an inquisitive and gossipy person. Wow, who would have thought? Let's hear a bit of history about this word to get a better understanding. So quidnunc is a compression of a Latin question, quidnunc, meaning what now? Curious to hear the latest gossip, an inquisitive person might ask a version of the question, what now? A series of recent studies has busted the myth that women are more likely to be quidnuncs than men. Most people, it turns out, gossip about 52 minutes a day. Gossip tends to be non-judgmental rather than negative, but a quidnunc is a person who engages in gossip more frequently or blatantly than average. Wow, awesome. Who would have thought that this word meant a gossipy person? Let's go ahead and hear two examples of this word in a sentence. If you want to know what's happening in your neighborhood, invite your local quidnunc over for coffee. Jorge's habit of asking lots of questions in the break room earned him a reputation as a bit of a quidnunc. Wow, you hear both of those examples. We already know that the definition of quidnunc is an inquisitive and gossipy person. So when you hear both of those sentences, you know that you're already talking about someone who loves to gossip. So let's go ahead and take our quick break and let's create our own sentences using this word, quidnunc. All right, all right, what did you come up with? If you like, you can always share your examples with me. And if not, just be sure to follow along. So my sentence using, my example of using quidnunc in a sentence would have to be, I have most definitely came across a lot of quidnunc people who truly enjoy quidnunking. I don't know if quidnunking, you can add that on, but I have most definitely met a lot of quidnunk people in my time. Yes, there we go, because I have most definitely met a lot of people that truly just love to gossip about any and everything. So if you have not, be sure to create your own sentence using this word quidnunk, and also be sure to add this word to your word bank, and be sure to spread a little knowledge and let the next know about the new word you learned today. So our new word for today is collegianus. Collegianus. This word is an adjective. This word is also Latin and it originated in the 16th century. So collegianus means misty, dim, obscure, or dark. So let's hear a bit of history so we can get a better understanding. So collegianus is based on the Latin word that means misty or obscure. Collegianus is a literary word used to evoke misty, dark, obscurity in a poetic manner. Its Latin root is based specifically on the word collegial, which refers to fog, mist, and vapor. As a result, it describes the state of not being able to see clearly, not because of darkness, 
but because the air is full of something like fog or smoke that impedes a clear view. When collisionist is used poetically to describe darkness, it describes a darkness that is so thick and enveloping, it is almost physical. Wow, who would have thought such a word could mean such a dark thing? But let's go ahead and hear two examples of collisionist in a sentence. The sky had grown collisionist by the time I left the library. Smoke from the burning potatoes had left the kitchen collisionist. Two really good examples because they both explain a dark, dim, or misty type of scenery. You can paint the scenery by just hearing those two sentences and knowing exactly what this word means. So let's go ahead and take our break and let's create our own sentences using this word, collisionist. All right, all right, what did you come up with? You can always share your examples with me if you like, and if not, just be sure to follow along. So my example using collisionist in a sentence would have to be a haunted house has such a collisionist feel and look to it. Yes, there we go. Look, I done made it short and snappy this time. I hope you did create your own sentence using this word, collisionist. Be sure to add this word to your word bank. And as always, try to spread a little knowledge and let the next know about the new word you learned today. Thank you for listening to Expanding Your Vocabulary on a Daily Basis. I hope you did enjoy and I hope you also did learn a word or two or even a new fact or two. Uh, Be sure to tune back in here next week to learn some new words. And also, if you have not yet, be sure to hit that like, share, and subscribe button so you can always be notified as soon as I do drop some new content. But in the meantime, have a great day and I'll talk to you all next week. So our new word is plenilune, plenilune. This word is a noun. This word is also Latin and this word originated in the 15th century. So plenilune means a full moon or the time of a full moon. Let's hear a bit of history to get a better understanding. Plenilune is based on the Latin word plenilunium, which combines the prefix pleni, which means full, with luna, meaning moon. Experts have debated whether there is tangible proof to suggest human beings act more unpredictably during the plenilune, but there is proof to suggest non-human animals respond to the plenilune with increased energy in mating behavior. Every coral mates during the plenilune. Historically, the plenilune was associated with good fortune and fertility. In pre-Roman history, calendars were oriented around moon cycles and months were tracked by the plenilune. Since the Roman Empire, calendars have been oriented around the sun, but most modern calendars still note the phases of the moon. I can honestly say on a few different calendars, I still notice the moon. Like I'll know exactly what day it's going to be, a crescent moon, a half moon, a full moon, but it's not listed on each and every calendar. But that is awesome to know. So be sure to add that to your 
learning bank. We'll say that. All right, let's keep it moving. Let's hear two examples of plenilune in a sentence. We visited the forest during the plenilune. My grandmother loves the plenilune, which she says is a time of good luck. I really like both of these sentences um, just because for me, they definitely give me a better feeling of the word because we know that plenilune means a full moon or the time of a full moon. So let's go ahead and take a quick break and let's create our own sentences using this word plenilune. All right, what did you come up with? Be sure to share your examples with me if you like, uh, but if not, we'll keep things moving. So let's see, my example using plenilune in a sentence would be, uh, let's see, some people are afraid to see a plenilune on Friday the 13th. Yeah, some people are afraid to see a plenilune on Friday the 13th. Yes, there we go. All right. So if you have not yet, be sure to create your own sentences so that you can get a better understanding of this word and so that you can always use it when you truly need to use it. But be sure to add this word, plenilune, to your word bank. And as always, try to spread a little knowledge and let the next know about the new word you learned today. So the next word we are going to learn about is credence. Credence, this word is a noun. The origin is actually Anglo-Norman and it originated in the 14th century. So credence actually does have two definitions. The first definition means belief in or acceptance of something as true. The second definition is the likelihood of something being true, plausibility. I really like this word, credence. All right, let's go ahead and hear a bit of history to get a better understanding. So credence is based on the Anglo-Norman credence, meaning belief or credit. This was itself based on the Latin credentia, meaning belief or faith. Credence refers to one's belief in the truth of a matter, but it is one of a family of words having to do with belief, faith, and trust. Credence's most familiar relative is credential, meaning qualification proving suitability. It is also closely related to credo, meaning a statement of beliefs that guides one's actions. The word even shares a distant root with credit in the Latin word credere, meaning to trust or lend money to. A person would only give credit to a person whose circumstances they gave credence to through credentials, often help in establishing the necessary trust. Yes, who would have known that we'll say credence had so many different cousins and family. But when you really look at the word credence, it's definitely broke down to a few different words. And if you think about it, when people get credit, what do they do? They're going through someone that's saying, hey, I trust that this person's going to pay their money back. Pretty much. It's pretty similar. Uh, but let's go ahead and hear two examples of credence in a sentence. Charlotte gave no credence to the rumor the hotel was haunted and booked a room for the weekend. My sister-in-law is a vet tech, 
So that lends credence to all advice she gives about our family pets. Yes, two really, really great examples. Let's go ahead and take a quick break and let's create our own sentences using this word, credence. All right, what did you come up with? As always, you can share your examples with me or you can just follow along. So let's see, my example using credence in a sentence would have to be that I have a mental credence that I will become a self-made millionaire within the next two years. Yes, there we go. It's a self-made credence because it's a belief or acceptance. So I believe in myself that I will become a self-made millionaire in two years. Yes, there we go. Be sure to share your examples with me if you like. And if not, be sure to add this word credence to your word bank. And as always, try to spread a little knowledge and let the next know about the new word you learned today. So let's get into our next new word, which is solace. Solace is an adjective. This word is Latin and it originated in the 16th century. So solace means alone or unaccompanied, used especially as a stage direction. So let's hear a bit of history about this word so we can get a better understanding. So solace is taken directly from the Latin word meaning alone. Solus means alone, but because it's taken directly from Latin and carries over that language's gender specificity, this term is technically only for male subjects. Accordingly, the term to describe solitary women is sola, an adaption of the Latin word sola. Though both solus and sola bear similarity to solar, that unrelated word comes from an altogether different root, the Latin solaris. Wow, please do excuse my Latin if I did pronounce any of those words, but that was a great did you know fact. So let's go ahead and hear some examples of solus in a sentence. A figure appeared, solus, on the horizon. Last summer, I traveled solace to Finland to enjoy annual Finnish Tango Festival. Two really good examples. I really like how the word solace was used in both. So let's go ahead and take our break and let's create our own sentences using this word solace. Right, all right, what did you come up with? You can always share your examples or you can just follow along. So my example using solace in a sentence would have to be that when I am creating my podcast, sometimes I get the feeling of being soulless because it's a one woman show. Yes, there we go. Y'all like that. Hey, go me. Yes, but you know, the once again, 
the reason we do these exercises is just to get a better understanding of these words. You know, sometimes it's one thing to read about a word and, and listen to the definition, but then it's a whole nother thing to actually utilize the word in a sentence. No matter if you made the sentence up just because you're trying to understand the word better or if because, you know, you're actually talking to someone and you want to know what you're talking about, right? Yeah. So be sure to add this word soulless to your word bank. And as always, try to spread a little knowledge and let the next know about the new word you learned today. All right, so the new word we are going to learn today is pun it. Pun it. This word is a noun. This word is also English and it originated in the 19th century. So pun it is a small light basket or other container for fruit or vegetables. Let's hear a bit of history to get a better understanding. So pun it is a purely English word. Its roots are uncertain. Some believe it's a play on the dialect word pun, meaning a pound, while others believe the inventor of the basket was named Punnett. In the late 18th century, punnets were conical and manufactured out of wood chips and strips of soaked wood. Punnets in both the US and UK became rectangular towards the late 1800s, and the range of materials grew to include pulp and fiberboard. By the 1970s, punnets were being manufactured mechanically out of poplar. Today, many punnets in the grocery store are made out of perforated plastic with lids that snap closed. Wow, really, really great, awesome fact. Be sure to add that fact to your knowledge bank. There we go. All right, so let's hear two examples of punnet in a sentence. We bought three punnets of berries from a roadside stand. After the plums are picked and washed, they will be packed into punnets to be sold. Yes, I really like both of these examples. All right, you know what time it is. Let's go ahead and take our quick break and let's create our own sentences using this word, punnet. Right, all right. What did you come up with? You can always share your example or you can just follow along. So, my example using punnet in a sentence would have to be I have not yet held a punnet, but I have been to the grocery store and used a basket to get my fruit or vegetables. Yes, there we go. I know my sentences are sometimes just a bit long, but what is the meaning of us doing these exercises to learn, right? Yes. So if you have not yet, be sure to create your own sentence using the word punnet and be sure to add this word punnet to your word bank. And as always, just spread a little knowledge and let the next know about the new word you learned today. So the word we are going to learn today is schema. Schema. This word is a noun. This word is also Greek and it originated in the late 18th century. So schema is a representation of a plan or theory in the form of an outline or model. 
So let's hear a bit of history so we can get a better understanding. So schema is adapted from the Greek word meaning form or figure. In education, schema in the plural schemata refer to the basic ideas of how things are and how they might be organized. For example, a child who lives in a row house with a flat roof might initially believe a home is any other row house with a flat roof. As the child learns about the world, they might encounter detached homes, houses with angled roofs, mobile homes, and even apartments. The child's schema or understanding of what a home represents grows wider and more detailed. The schema of what a home means does not go away, but it does gather nuance as the child learns. Wow, that's a really, really good way to honestly look at this word schema. So do keep in mind that schema is a representation of a plan or theory in the form of an outline or model. So let's go ahead and hear two examples of schema in a sentence. The business plan for the next five years was clearly laid out in the one-page schema. The football coach used the halftime break to draw out a schema of some new plays for the team. Yes, two really, really good examples using this word schema. So let's go ahead and take our quick break and let's create our own sentences using this word schema. What did you come up with? You can always share your example with me, or if not, you can always follow along. But let's keep it moving and let's hear my example of using schema in a sentence. So when I was in grade school, I could not stand when my teacher would announce that we had a schema due at the end of that week. Yes, I know it was a bit long, but hey, got a couple comma breaks in there. But yes, you get the feeling of what schema means, which is a representation of a plan or theory in the form of an outline or model. So be sure to add this word schema to your word bank. And as always, try to spread a little knowledge and let the next know about the new word you learned today. So today we are going to learn the word derby. We're going to learn about the word derby. All right. So derby, this word is a noun. This word is also English and it originated in the late 18th century. So derby actually has two different definitions. The first being British and the second being North American. So the first definition of derby is an annual flat race for three-year-old horses founded in 1780 by the 12th Earl of Derby and run on Epsom Downs in England in late May or early June. The second definition referring to North American is a bowler hat. Wow, two totally different definitions for two totally different places. All right, let's hear a bit of history to get a better understanding. So this word comes from the annual derby horse race, considered the most important in England. It was started in 1780 by the 12th Earl of Derby and run at Epsom Surrey. The name was adopted for any major horse race after 1875. 
The word Derby comes from the city of Derby in the Midlands of England, located on the River Derwent. Eventually, use of the word in Great Britain spread to include any sports match between two rival teams from the same area. Derby eventually jumped the pond and was used to describe bowler hats, roller derby, and of course, certain horse races, most notably the Kentucky Derby. Yes, I could honestly say that I knew about the word derby, but I did not know about the origin of this word. So be sure to add that to your mental bank. Uh, but let's hear two examples of derby in a sentence. The derby attracted many well-dressed, high-rolling attendees. Renee Magritte's The Son of Man painting features an apple and a derby. Two really, really, really good examples. I really like the use of the word derby in both of these sentences. So let's go ahead and take a quick break and let's create our own sentences using this word derby. All right, what did you come up with? All right, so you can always share your examples with me, and if not, you can always just follow along. All right, so I came up with the example of using derby in a sentence by saying, I have not yet been to a derby, but it is something that I do have on my bucket list. Yes, there I go with those long sentences, but hey, y'all know what I'm gonna say next. We do these exercises just to learn the word so that we can definitely get a better understanding. But if you have not, be sure to create your own sentence using the word derby, and also be sure to add this word to your word bank. And as always, try to spread a little knowledge and let the next know about the new word you learned today. Thank you for listening to Expanding Your Vocabulary on a Daily Basis. I hope you did enjoy and I hope you also did learn a word or two or even a new fact or two. Uh, be sure to tune back in here next week to learn some new words. And also, if you have not yet, be sure to hit that like, share, and subscribe button so you can always be notified as soon as I do drop some new content. But in the meantime, have a great day and I'll talk to you all next week.